Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today is Internet Day, in which we discuss things from the interwebs, specifically, or pacifically, things which I have seen and heard and decided were worthy to bring back to the Liberal Cube to discuss, and hopefully you will listen to what I say, and then maybe go listen to them for yourself, or perhaps you will hear what I say and be like, eh, that doesn't sound like it's my bag of tea, I'm not going to listen to that, or watch that, or read that, or, or, um, smell that. If you have one of those new, um, laptops that emit smells from the interwebs. Yes, those exist. Don't, don't think otherwise. Would I lie to you? Today's sponsor is Colonel Clunker's Car Cleaning Company. Once again, today's sponsor is Colonel Clunker's Car Cleaning Company. Item the first is one of my favorite things ever from the internet. Period. One of the reasons I am happy that the internet exists is because of things such as this. Wow, I really built it up maybe a little bit too much there. Uh, it is a little web series by the name Between Two Ferns starring Mr. Zach Galifianakis, where he and a guest will sit between two ferns, sort of uh, a la public access television way back in the day. I don't think they had, do they have that anymore? So that's, that's a good question. I don't know. I, uh, I got rid of my cable box probably getting close to a year now, so... I don't have a cable regardless to check that fact. Huh. Anyways, um, he is a super, super funny dude, and these interviews are some of the funniest, craziest, most awkward things you could ever witness. Um, this was his Oscar special. Ooh, baby. So uh, he actually hasn't done it in a while. Um, I guess he's been busy with doing, like, actual movies and what have you. so it was nice to see him back in the saddle. I highly, 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 cannot stress how highly recommend that you check out uh, previous episodes, just some of the, the best examples of interweb comedy you will ever see. Uh, let's see, what did he have on this one? He interviewed uh, quite a number of people. It was actually, these, these things are normally only like five minutes, seven minutes long. Um, he broke this one up into two different parts. Let's see, interviewed Jennifer Lawrence, who, uh, if you have been listening to these podcasts, you will know that I have become a, a big fan of her. Uh, <laughs> she... Quite often, not every time, but the guest will be not very nice at all to Zach Galifianakis, 
as was the case with her, which is funny, especially coming from Jennifer Lawrence, because every interview I've seen with her so far, she seems like a very, very nice person. To, so to see her be very mean to him and call him fat and to say lay off the pudding, <laughs> uh, it's a good, a good uh, out-of-character comedies. Uh, Anne Hathaway was there, who was very, very drunk. They did like they do in the Oscars in that um, when your Oscar uh, acceptance speech is getting a little too long, they'll start playing music and then lead you off the stage. So Zach uh, had a button that he would push that would play that music, and then uh, a, uh, a woman would come in and lead these people off the stage. He did it every single time after, you know, talking for about 30 seconds. Uh, next was Christoph Waltz. He's awesome. Django Unchained. Amazing. And um, what's it they talk about? How um, in real life he uses the uh, N-word more often than he does in the movie, apparently. Hmm. Seems unlikely, but hey. And last, I think I might have not written down all of them, actually. Uh, last was no Naomi Watts. I don't remember what she said. Okay. Uh, part two uh, had Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper and Zach Galifianakis, of course, did the movies Hangover 1 and Hangover 2. Hmm. And Hangover 3 in the works, actually. Because those movies are very, very popular and making a lot of money. And coincidentally, very funny. Uh, what did they talk about? Oh, uh, actually, that was how the... <laughs> I think I did this backwards. Uh, that was how this episode ended, in which they got in a, like, a fist fight, <laughs> and Zach got thrown around a little bit, and the set got destroyed. So, that was good. Good, clean fun. Sally Field was there, which was funny to see someone... I don't know. Sally Field, very respectable actress, come in and do this. Again, she was there for all of 30, 20 seconds. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The the highlight for me was Zach said that Daniel Day-Lewis was going to be there, who played Lincoln, as you may know. So instead of Daniel Day-Lewis, in walks Emmanuel Lewis, who uh, you may know as Webster from the TV show from the 80s, I guess it was, Webster. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, good stuff. Okay, item the second. For some reason, I think way, way back in the day, in episodes, in the in this maybe even in the single digit episodes of this podcast, I may have brought this back. It is a web series called Zero Punctuation. Zero Punctuation is a... How would you describe it? A video game review web series that the creator, Mr. Ben Yahtzee, I did air quotes there, Ben Yahtzee, I did them again, Crenshaw, um, talks about video games he has played. Yeah, kind of like how I do on my third Video Games Day episode. In fact... Uh, if you listen to yesterday's third Video Games Day episode, I uh, reviewed, talked about uh, Nino Kuni, Wrath of the Witch King, and coincidentally, uh, on his latest review, so did he. 
he um, really <laughs> quite often appears to hate video games, which uh, is strange from a man who reviews video games, I suppose. He doesn't give like a number review or anything like that. He basically just really lets the games have it. It's hard to tell when he likes a game or when he does not like a game, because he's mean either way. Mean, though, to the point where it's very, very funny, uh, and I watch them every single week. He, uh, he anim- These are videos, not uh, just like a podcast. Um, not that you can't have a video podcast, that is. I, um, yeah. They're, they're animated in a very cool style that uh, is both fun to watch and, from the looks of it, cheap to make. So, highly recommend you check those out. I am stopping to get some breakfast and a coffee. So, I will edit, edit, edit that out. Back in a momo. Editing, editing, editing. On the road again! Road again. Jesus, the friggin' guy ahead of me in the line at uh, Timmy Horton's there took goddamn forever. Um, the only reason I did not honk my horn at him to hurry his slow ass up is because his uh, license plate was Cube 7. The word cube followed by the number seven, and I'm in the liberal cube. So I felt perhaps a little uh, brotherhood chip for cubes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Item the third. Another that I'm not sure if I've ever brought back or not. May have. Uh, And again, probably around that same time, very, very starting of this podcast. Uh, it's called California On, with your host, Kasim G. Kasim, and the letter G. He, uh, what he'll do is, uh, 90% of his shows, I should say, are, will go down to Venice Beach. He'll go down to Venice Beach in California, where there are apparently a lot of crazy people. And then, uh, each week... Although he sometimes will slack off and he won't put up a new episode for like months. Uh, each week he'll come with a topic and ask people questions about said topic. Yeah. And quite often, comedy ensues. Mm. Uh, this topic was Lance Armstrong. Uh, just sort of asked people what they thought of Lance Armstrong. And kind of uh, along the lines of, should he get to keep his medals and blah, blah, blah. I think my opinion on the matter is that we should not care. Who cares? Putting way too much energy into talking about this. (laughs) Ah, shit. I just realized that I am perpetuating that, talking about it. So, sorry. Um, I plan to say a little more, probably, but in an effort to sort of curb... Uh, talk of Lance Armstrong and all that bullshit, I'm going to not do that and move on to item the fourth. Item the fourth is a new addition to this podcast, I do believe. I think they have made a couple episodes, though. It is a web series, yay, on the Nerdist Network, double yay, 
we could not go a ha, Internet Day episode in the Liberal Cube without mentioning at least once our buddy, our pal, Mr. Chris Hardwick, creator of the Nerdist Empire. This show is called Dork Fork. Hmm. It is a cooking show. Where? <clears throat> a nerdy cooking show. I like it. I like the idea of it. Let me specify. The actual it uh, fell a little flat, I think. I'd watch it again to give it another chance. However, it was kind of not... Didn't didn't really hit the hit the sweet spot for me, and I think the reason being is that I kind of felt, and I'll just preface this by saying apologies if this is wrong, but it kind of felt like the host girl and the um, girl who was there visiting for these two recipes were trying to be nerdy. However, we're not acting nerdy, which uh, is. Something that happens nowadays. A lot of uh, a lot of people act the nerd, however, do not have the actual nerdishnessosities to back it up. So, on the one hand, that's kind of nice that uh, being a nerd is now something that people imitate. The sincerest form of flattery, as they say. However, uh, in a web series like this that is on the Nerdist channel. Um, I kind of didn't like having that feeling. Hmm. Sadness. Uh, their theme, because they'll do a theme, apparently, was Die Hard. Uh, I love, love, love the Die Hard movies. Can't wait to see the newest one. They made, what was it called? Uh, Die Hard Moscow Mule, which was kind of martini-like. And um, Steak and Potatoes. Hmm. It's kind of different. I forget what they called it. Die Hard Steak and Potatoes, maybe? Huh. So the recipes weren't uh, exactly mind-blowing either. Anyways, uh, check it out, and let me know if you have that feeling, too. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I, I would like that. If someone else would watch it, and let me know if you get that vibe from these two girls. Folks, I'm at work, so I'm going to go in and do eight hours of said work and come back and polish off the rest of my items. Yay. Love you, dearies. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. Back. We are back. Back in action. Hello again. That was a work day. Ugh, and I am friggin' tired. That was somehow the combination of a short week, meaning it was only four days, and a yawn. A yawn. A long, fucking Jesus. And a long week, because it feels long, and I'm friggin' exhausted. Ugh, and I don't feel very good. My tummy hurts. So, there you go. That's where I'm at. On the bright side, I am driving home, and I have a brand new video game to uh, jump into this weekend. A little uh, Dead Space 3 action. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I need to wake up a bit. 
let's uh, I'm gonna try the old open the window while driving in the winter time. See how that goes. Give me a second. Whoa. Well, now I'm cold and a little green. <laughs> but the show must go on. Yes, indeed. Especially on a fry internet day, because they are always goddamn jam-packed, are they not? And I got lots more to throw in your ear holes. Things such as All-Star Celebrity Bowling. Whoa. All-Star Celebrity Bowling, of course, the web series located on Chris Hardwick's Nerdist YouTube channel. Oh, maybe. Um, where he and people who work with him and for him will have a bowl-off, uh, teams of four versus four, and uh, it will uh, the proceeds will go to charity. If he wins, <laughs> that's kind of weird. Uh, if he wins, his team wins, then less money goes to charity. It's his own money, so I guess that's fair. However, um, one of the sort of ongoing jokes by basically everyone who uh, goes against his team is that he has chosen a sport that he is very, very good at. His father, uh, I forget his name, was a professional bowler, for example. And I mean professional. Did it for a living. So, to be the son of a professional bowler, you're probably at least going to be better than your average Joe Blow. Uh, your average Joe Blow, in this case, was none other than... You fucking asshole. <laughs> That's not who it was. That was the guy who just cut me off. Uh, none other than Conan O'Brien and Andy Richter. And two writers from the show. One of the writers uh, is actually the guy who uh, I spoke about, I think, last week, who plays video games with Conan O'Brien. Um, in I forget what the segment's called, like an idiot playing video games or something like that. Uh, and the other was the the other guy was the head writer who uh, looked familiar, actually. So that was uh, Team Conan. On Team Nerdist, it was Chris Hardwick. He's there for everyone. Uh, and then Matt Myra, Jonah Ray, and Jimmy Pardo. Jimmy Pardo has a show on the Nerdist Network, which uh, I have spoken about. Haven't he? Has, he's on a little bit of a hiatus, I think. What's it called? Right now. Yeah, that's it. That show is hilarious, so I can't wait for that to get back. And these are also very funny. As you can imagine, a group of funny people getting together and playing bowling, which is, when you think about it, kind of a funny sport. I think, uh, if I do recall, uh, Team Conan won by one pin. So that's something. It mostly has to do with the fact that uh, Matt Myra is horrible. So he, he's, Matt Myra's not there every time, but when he is, <laughs> they usually seem to lose. He's just really, really bad, and does not seem to be getting better with practice. 
Chris Hardwick, very, very good. There was one episode where it was just him versus uh, a team of four. So he was bowling basically four games by himself. Uh, very impressive. Okay, let's move on to uh, a big think and TED Talks. What are the odds that I brought back some of those? Um, the odds are actually pretty good because I bring them back most weekends. I actually didn't plan to, but uh, it was kind of funny because they both had some sort of, I guess, kind of themed uh, episodes because of Valentine's Day. So they're all sort of themed around love and what have yous. So um, despite it now being the 22nd um, of February, and I'm a little behind the times, I thought I'd bring it back anyways. We'll have a Valentine's Day um, point two here. Okay, first one was a big think called, Are You Dating a Psychopath? And I gotta tell you, I have asked myself that question many, many times. <laughs> I can say that because uh, the missus does not usually listen to these episodes, so... I am safe, and if anyone tells her, I will know it was you. Yes, you. You better not, if you know what's good for you, and good for me as well. Uh, this was the same guy who did the talk, um, Are You a Psychopath? And uh, Are People in Sports Psychopathic? <laughs> so apparently he's got a, a really good handle on psychopath for some reason. Uh, he pointed out things you can do to A, determine whether you are, and B, um, to sort of not have them explode and kill you. So, very helpful if you have any uh, sort of thought that you may be dating a psychopath from, from both standpoints. Uh, things he pointed out that your psychopathic partner um, may do is they may try to uh, sort of engender pity and sympathy from you. They will uh, potentially be very narcissistic. Uh, they also may uh, most likely be very charming and manipulative. So, uh, there's some things to look out for. Sure. Okay, let's move on to uh, that now that you've figured out whether you're dating a psychopath. If you are, uh, and have an interesting story about how you broke up with them, hopefully without them killing you, maybe email me to the address provided in the closing credits, and uh, I'll bring it back here and let people know what you said. How about that? Uh, the next one was, I believe, moved into a TED Talk with this one, was, what was the title? It was something along the lines of, you do not need a partner to be happy on Valentine's Day or sort of happy in general. Which, uh, yeah, it helps to have a partner that you love. I can uh, uh, vouch for that. However, uh, I lived on my own for two years between uh, moving out from home and finding my now missus. And yeah, it wasn't horrible by any means. So I don't know what to think. She points out that if you are in this situation and are having trouble with it, you should strive for sort of uh, life goals rather than strive to find this mate uh, and to 
focus more on friends and family. So really kind of, um, I think, common sense things in that uh, take your mind off the search and your unhappiness, unhappiness of not having a partner. And then when, when and if things happen, they just kind of happen. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so last one was called The Secret Desires of a Long-Term Relationship. Um, And that one was really boring. (laughs) You could boil it down to sex, sort of, and it it was just kind of a long, boring talk. This this girl somehow managed to take a sex talk and made it boring. What? So, okay, so let's leave our uh, smart love talk web series things behind. Move on to uh, The Busey Zone. The Busey Zone. Uh, Mr. Gary Busey. Yes, sir. He is uh, alive and and well. Well, alive anyway. Um, I've talked about how he has started his own YouTube channel, and since I was on the subject of lovey-dovey stuff around Valentine's Day, I uh, brought back his two talks on love and intimacy, volumes one and two. I'm not joking. (laughs) If you have any desire to see Gary Busey talk about love and intimacy in a two-part web series, you now have the ability to do just that. So, congratulations, you weirdo. Um, People sent in questions, uh, which is a formula he sometimes follows and sometimes does not. I actually sent him in a question, so you never know. Maybe he'll uh, read mine one time. Uh, one question was, <laughs> my my wife has a mustache. How should I uh, broach the subject of my wife's mustache and get her to get rid of it? Um, yes. He talked about uh, sweaty balls. He talked about premarital sex and said that a man who had a ponytail should cut it off because he looked like an idiot, or something to that effect. Okay, one more. Uh, Let's get her in. It is a podcast. I think I just brought one podcast back this week. A little uh, little slacking on the podcast side. But, uh, hey, what are you going to do? Next week I'll try to bring back some more. How How does that sound for you? This is a comedy bang bang. And the rumors of its cancellation are not only not true, but they're doing more episodes than they used to do. So very, very happy about that. Since this is the one that has made me sort of laugh the hardest out of all podcasts I listen to, not necessarily uh, laughed the most in terms of quantity, but definitely in quality. This one had as their fake guest, Mr. Philip Seymour Hoffman. And also... um, Nephew Todd. Nephew Todd? Nephew Todd, who was uh, another fake guest, was uh, supposed to be Scott Ackerman's nephew. So you got Philip Seymour Hoffman, you got Scott Ackerman, you got Nephew Todd, and shit. I forgot to write down the actual guest, the real person, comedian guest. Uh, But he was very funny as well. (laughs) Shit. I feel bad that I did that, but I did it. So there's no turning back now. Also, uh, I believe the guy who does the voice of Philip Seymour Hoffman also does Paul Giamatti, which is funny to me that he does both of those voices. 
because he popped in as well for for a couple of minutes. And um, I believe there was some anal rapage between the anal rapage. Yes, you heard it here. Um, that, my friends, is really when you think about it, uh, as good a as good a spot to end this podcast as any. Let's end with two things. One is that if you like what you hear, <laughs> and by that I don't mean the anal rapage section here. Uh, I mean the rest of the podcast in previous podcasts. What you can do to help me out would be to pass this on to a friend, a friend, a relative, a well-wisher, um, an enemy, if you don't like what you hear. Because that, my friends, give you a little biology lesson here, is how podcast babies are made. It is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper